This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hell Yeah Bartender Podcast. I guess it's maybe not evening. Some of you might be listening to this during the day. I don't know what you guys do. I'm not there. So how's everybody doing tonight? I am your bartender for the evening. That's right. This is Anthony, your bartender. You can call me dude. I'm cool with that. Uh, I get made fun of a little bit uh, by my friends. But hey, when you've got a nickname since high school of being called dude, uh, what else are you going to do? You know, might as well stick with it. And believe me, I am nothing like the Big Lebowski. I don't uh, bowl very well, I don't smoke weed, and I never drank a uh, white Russian before in my life. So, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of a snazzy dresser. But anyway, that's enough of that. So, welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I appreciate you all being here. Remember to share, like, and subscribe to this uh, podcast. I could really use some reviews on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. And, uh, you know, and for the people that have been following me for a long time, I really appreciate your support and uh, sticking with me for this long. This is my 165th episode. I'm doing pretty good, I feel like. So, anyway, like every episode we start off, we got to start off with today's drink special. Today's drink special I ran across on Instagram just recently from Let's Turn Up. Uh, they call this drink the Green Light. Now, the ingredients for the Green Light go as follows. It is two ounces of gin, one ounce of Midori, half ounce of lime juice, and one ounce of Sprite. Now, since it's got Sprite in it, I'm assuming you don't shake and strain it. But uh, you, uh, I'll put a post a picture of it and how they, what kind of glass they put on it and... Uh, it looks like you garnish with a cherry and a lime, or however you really feel like doing it. Sounds pretty tasty to me. So, uh, thank you, Let's Turn Up, uh, for the drink, whether you knew I took it or not. And uh, hopefully get you a couple extra followers uh, because of Hey Bartender Podcast. Okay, before we get today's show started, I really got to tell you this thing that I've been laughing my ass off for the last three days. Uh, because it's just funny as hell to me. Uh, I was just sitting at home alone watching uh, Chuck. I've decided to go back and re-watch Chuck because it's an awesome show. Zachary Levi is awesome. Uh, Yvonne Strahovski, she's gorgeous. Uh, so is Sarah Lancaster. And, uh, anyway, uh, and John Casey, or uh, Adam Baldwin, come on. John Casey, he was also uh, Jane Cobb and Firefly. Come on, it's an awesome show. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching Chuck and, uh, all of a sudden I received this text message from a phone number that I've never seen before in my life. Now I'm not going to tell you guys the phone number or the people that are involved with it, but this is fucking hilarious to me. Uh, I'll, I look at this, uh, I'm going to change the names to protect the innocent, but the reason why I looked at this is because it was from the area code from where I used to live. I used to live in Portland, Oregon, area code 503. Right now, I live in Texas, uh, and the area code's 432, but I kept my cell phone number uh, uh, from when I moved from Oregon to work in Texas. So 
every once in a while I get like telemarketers telling me that they've got uh, a warranty for my car that are calling from uh, or an Oregon number or they uh, given me a special on some kind of hotel stay or something like that if from Oregon. And uh, so every once in a while I get strange numbers, but this text message came through and this guy must have fat fingered this, but I've got to talk about it. It's just, uh, it's just too funny. But like I said, I'm going to change the names to protect the innocent, and I'm not going to give you the guy's phone number, even though I think it would be hilarious to send that out. Kind of like the old uh, story of the song uh, 8675309, everybody calling that to see if uh, Jenny answers the number. But anyway, so uh, the names, of the one name is going to be, say, Lynn, and the other name is going to be Joshua. So at 11 o'clock at night, I get this text message that says, Hey, Lynn, it's Joshua. I met you the other day doing food delivery service and just wanted to know. Uh, I changed the what the name of the company is into food delivery service. You get me. Uh, just wanted to know what would be a good time to give you a quick buzz tomorrow or Tuesday. Now, okay, uh, here's what I'm having uh, a problem with. Okay. First of all, I thought it was hilarious that all of a sudden I got this random text message from some weird person. Unfortunately, I had to give this person uh, the wrong number message, and he he said sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, and but uh, I, you know, your mind starts to play games. It's like, okay, what did she do? Give him a fake phone number, or did he fat finger my number? It, you know, it's. It's just one of those things, uh, but your mind really starts to play with it. But unfortunately, um, uh, I I started my mind started wandering. It's like that's kind of creepy, uh, you know, Joshua. You know, you met this person just the other day doing your job and wanted to know what was a good time to give them a quick buzz uh, 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 soon, and. Uh, so of course watching too much TV and uh, all that sort of thing, I started thinking, um, maybe he got a fake number. So if she, if he got a fake number, the girl just wanted to, uh, get rid of him. But even if she did give him a real number and he just fat fingered my number, I not sure it's cool to, you know, just call all of a sudden, but of course the more fun thing that my mind decided to start playing with is that after he dropped off the food, he decided that this person, this girl, uh, was beautiful, funny, whatever you want to, you want to say, whatever attracted him to her. And he, uh, and I'm assuming these food delivery services, I've never used one personally when they have your phone number or at least the pizza place that I uh, call once in a while, they have my phone number in case they go somewhere wrong. And uh, so I'm thinking that this guy had her phone number on the receipt and decided to, to take a chance. And, you know, maybe she's the one, maybe she had the same feeling and is just sitting back hoping that this guy will call. Okay. Never in my life have I ever uh, seen a girl say this, uh, guy that delivered my food the other day. I really hope he gets my number off of my receipt and gives me a call. No, 
that is ultra creepy. Women, I as far as I know, the, some of you women out there might be able to prove me wrong. But most women that I know, if you take the uh, phone number off the receipt after you've made a delivery and you call them, that is ultra creepy. I mean, insanely creepy. I mean, serial killer creepy. I mean, it puts the lotion on the skin and it puts it in the basket. Kind of creepy. It, it It's just so, you know, hopefully uh, some of you food delivery people that are working uh, hard right now delivering food to people that are trying to stay COVID safe by staying in their homes and, but they really want some takeout. Uh, do not do that. You know, don't, uh, I mean, sure. I, uh, there was a period of time, two years, I was a cable guy and there were plenty of times where I walked into a house or an apartment and saw this unbelievably gorgeous woman and you know i'd look around her apartment and think oh my god she loves star wars oh my god she loves firefly oh my god she loves billy joel this is the girl of my dreams but i never did anything about it because i thought it would be creepy i mean sure some of the some of the women i would get into a little bit of a conversation with you know say oh hey you're a big fan of house i love watching uh house like hugh laurie is a genius actor. And then we'd start talking about that for a little while. There was even a conversation where I got in with a girl who's collected every single little thing that Hugh Laurie has ever done in his life. At that point, I only knew Hugh Laurie as the Wolverine, but she has collected everything that he's done. So we started talking about that. And yes, she was a very beautiful woman, but never, ever, whenever I left these gorgeous women uh, women's apartment, even the one that had the see-through robe it, that just got out of the shower that almost made me pass out. Uh, I never sat back and figured, you know, I've got her number right here. I should give her a call sometime. No, that that's not a good look, guys. So, uh, guys and girls, if that may be in that situation, it uh, it's creepy, it's weird, and, you know, for God's sakes, just don't do it. So... There's your public service announcement from Hey Bartender Podcast to all of you valiant people who are braving the weather, the streets, the possible uh, messed up apartment buildings to deliver food. If you find somebody attractive, don't call the number if you don't have their permission. Now, uh, Joshua here might have had her permit, uh, had her permission. We don't know, but it's. Uh, uh, saying the story that I just told is way more interesting than saying that it's going to be end up like one of those uh, random comedies from the 80s that I think are complete bullshit because all that stuff that happened in romantic comedies in the 80s, I think in this year of 2021, there would be lawsuits, there would be restraining orders, there would be a lot of stuff. I mean, John Cusack, Andrew McCarthy, yeah, they'd all be in jail right now uh, for stalking and have uh, restraining orders away from Molly Ringwald. And you know, it, that's just the way I feel about it. So unless you get direct permission or they say, give me a call sometime, here's my number. And they write it out for you. Do not call them. And you know, it, it's just weird. Okay. So, Public service announcement from Hey Bartender Podcast.
Okay, maybe you can't really blame the guy for wanting to try to meet somebody. I mean, we have been quarantined for over a year now. We've, we're all lonely. Those of us who depend on going out to meet people, we haven't been able to really. We, uh, internet dating is so goddamn hit and miss. It's ridiculous. And not to mention, we've all been going through a lot of really tough times, whether it's not being able to see your family, uh, just overall loneliness, or uh, having a hard time making money because we have to uh, socially distance ourselves from our customers. We ha- or and our customers aren't coming in because they got to social distance from us. But I have to admire some of you. Some of you bartenders, servers, cooks, whatever. Uh, you've all been able to. Most of you, at least, that I've talked to in the last year have been able to utilize your time, whether it's to better yourself or to, uh, you know, find find something about yourself that you didn't know uh, about before. Uh, some of the bartenders out there that I've uh, talked to, they've uh, actually taken the time to get their real estate license. Good for them. Uh, the people that just all they want to do is uh, just bartend. They love talking about bartending. They, uh, they just they're building themselves up a social media presence that still goes along with their trade. Excellent job to all of you people that do that. But one thing that I want to talk about is uh, some of us bartenders, servers, uh, we go through a lot of stuff. We listen to a lot of people's problems. We hear about bad things all the time. We do. uh, And sometimes it does equal out uh, good and the bad. And, but sometimes the bad gets to us a little bit too much. And a lot of times we just don't ever realize it. See, uh, when I was behind the bar, bartenders are more, uh, susceptible to listening to people's problems because the bartender's there. The bartender's always there. Servers can walk away from a table easily. And, you know, they've, also got other tables to attend to. They've got to go talk to the cook. They've got to uh, bus a table. Then, you know, servers are really busy, but the bartenders are, are doing a little bit more entertaining and doing a little bit more social uh, with the customers. And uh, when you're a bartender, sometimes the alcohol gets to people in different ways. We all know that the alcohol can either make them extremely happy make them extremely sad or make them want to fight. And you know, that's, you got to get to learn your customers drinking habits to figure out, okay, when do I cut this person off before they go psycho on me? And that is an incredible amount of responsibility. I, in, I, I can't stress that enough. And uh, nobody ever realizes that, but when you're behind the bar, it's become, uh, a usual thing. It's well known that bartenders uh, get to listen to more problems from their customers than, say, a doctor or a psychiatrist does. The only uh, other person, the only other profession out there that I can think of that where you have where you listen to your customers' problems is probably hairstylists, hairdressers. Uh, but the bartender, we listen to the problems. It's like, oh, I had a hard day at work today. Uh, my s- kids were acting up this week. 
you know, my wife, she's uh, really mad at me because of this. I just broke up with my girlfriend or boyfriend. You're, you're, you get beat up with all these problems. And, but a lot of the times, most of us bartenders don't ever realize that we think we are there for them. And we are, let's not, let's not sugarcoat this. We are there for our customers. But then any of you sit back and realize that maybe if you're not there or if the customer doesn't have somebody to talk to, whether it's you or the next bartender on shift, whatever, if you're not there, they might be having a harder time than usual. Um, it's a question that's come up in my mind uh, in the last couple of weeks that, you know, a lot of people are stuck at home and are either too scared or unwilling to go out because they don't want to wear a mask or they don't want to get sick. But you, uh, bartender myself, the bartender and me, used to sit back and think, uh, if I'm not there, what are people going to think? Turns out that they didn't think all that much. I mean, sure, every once in a while, say, hey, I haven't seen the dude for a little while. Uh, where's he at? Oh, he's on vacation or whatever. And, but it became my responsibility, I felt, to be able to be there and listen to everybody's problems. And that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. People do need to unload every now and then. And that does include you the bartender, me as the bartender. You know, you you can read your customers. You can uh, look at them, see it in their face that something's wrong. So you walk over there, mindlessly wipe down the uh, bar, hand them their drink and say, hey, what's going on? What's up? And they sometimes are relaxed enough to just go ahead and say, yeah, I'm having troubles. Uh, This is happening. That's happening. And I don't know if I can keep up. And so the, you as the bartender, you give off a few suggestions on what you can do. Like, if, like for example, there was this one guy, great guy, that used to come into, uh, come into my bar. And he was just about to lose his job with the radio station that he was working for. He'd been working for the radio, in radio for years. But radio stations nowadays have gone, uh, at least the music stations, have gone full automation. You rarely hear from uh, disc jockeys anymore. And uh, it's so, you know, classic uh, radio has pretty much gone away. It's almost run by an MP3 player. That That's your DJ. I mean, sure, you, you might listen to your local radio station and say they give station identification and say, stay tuned. We'll be listening to Metallica Van Halen and maybe a little Crosby stills and Nash just to really throw you off. But this guy, he genuinely looked worried because he, uh, heard, uh, he pretty much was given the heads up saying, we're going to probably have to get rid of you. And he'd been doing radio for so long and knowing seeing of the future of how radio works. Uh, he was pretty sure I'm never going to get a job again. And um, so that genuinely scared the crap out of him. So I sat down with him. I talked with him for a little while. And he's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I suppose I'll uh, move out of my apartment and I'll go live with my daughter for a little while and see what I can do from there. 
And uh, so I offered out a few, few suggestions, and I was like, well, since uh, radio's gone by way of automation, people are recording uh, their own stuff at home, like I'm doing right now with this podcast. It, you know, have you thought of going into pr- producing? And all of a sudden I saw a light turn on in his eye, and he's like, producing? Like what? And I said, well, you know, go out there, uh, get a job producing commercials, get a job producing, you know, because when it comes to the entertainment industry, anybody can be a producer. I mean, it's just a question of producing what? Do you produce commercials? Do you produce uh, movies, TV, uh, radio stations? Do you produce a show? Uh, I mean, technically... Really, technically, you think about it. Every single one of you that's listening to this podcast right now, we're all producers. Just what do we produce? Some of us produce content for YouTube. Some of us do as little as produce fluids. I mean, everybody can. Everybody uh, produces in some way or another. But I gave this guy the idea, you know, um, try to help him out because he looked like he was really down in the dumps and had no direction whatsoever. And... So I took, I took his burden. Uh, well, if, I don't want to call it a burden, but I took the time to listen to his problems and uh, I gave, helped give him solutions. Uh, you know, just give him things to think about. It, it wasn't really anything special. But as a bartender, I can sit back and think about that one guy's problems. But then all of a sudden I start remembering other people's problems, people that with doomed relationships, people uh, like this one guy came into my bar and I said, Hey man, I haven't seen you in a long time. How you been? How's your, how's your wife and kid? And he said, uh, my wife and kid left me about two months ago. And I, as a defense mechanism, I started giggling a little bit. I, you know, I'm, I felt really bad for it. And I was like, what, what, and he goes, yeah, I came back from a hunting trip and everything except the kitchen table and the wedding photos were uh, in the apartment. That was it. And I, then the idea in my head popped in my head. Why do they always leave the wedding photos? They take everything else, even the ice cube trays, but they leave the wedding photos. And uh, But, you know, that's that's a story for a different time where I've probably talked about it before. But the point I'm getting at, is people in the service industry listen to people's problems uh, more often than, say, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, just because we are are uh, we as service industry people, even people that work in a diner, that you know uh, they sit there and late at night listen to somebody's problems, completely ignoring our own problems. Here. This is what I'm getting at. This is what I wanted to talk about on this show. Uh, I, ever since high school, I told you guys before that I used to pride myself in listening to people's problems. And, I mean, there was this one girl, uh, my freshman year in high school, she sat right in front of me, and I, I would just say, hey, how you doing? And then she'd start unloading on me that, like, how uh, depressed she was that her parents just recently got divorced and the problems that were happening in her life. And I, all I did was just sit there and listen. And I offered no advice. She just needed to unload. And I did that for a lot of people 
I'm, uh, I can't say they were all friends. I can't say that I was patient during all of those uh, talks with these people, but I realized that, that they needed somebody to talk to. But I was ignoring myself, completely ignoring myself. And uh, it got to the point where one day I was having a problem. And, you know, it truthfully, it was a breakup. And I was, uh, I was sitting there. I was feeling down on myself. It, it had been maybe two, two, three weeks, and then it finally hit me. Okay, this girl broke up with me. Okay, what the hell, you know, because like every other guy, we were, you know, we refused that to admit that anything's wrong. But usually guys have a friend that'll take him, uh, take him out to a strip club or take him uh, out to, you know, get get back into the social scene. But I really didn't have any uh, friends like that uh, because my friends were busy with their own relationships. But the biggest problem that came along with it was... I do have friends and I'm pretty sure if I call them and say, listen, I got a problem. I need to talk. They would say, knock yourself out, say everything that's on your mind. But the, but something in the back of my head started saying, why the fuck do they need to hear about your problems? Well, why would they be even interested? They got their own stuff to deal with. They got kids, they got, uh, jobs, your problems are your problems. Leave them out of it. Don't burden them with your problems. But then I'd finally uh, talk myself into it. Okay, I need I need to talk to somebody. So I felt like I completely burdened a friend of mine and said uh and called them at an obscene hour for a bartender, like eight o'clock in the morning, uh, for a bartender that closes. The bar at 2.30, 8 o'clock in the morning is a ridiculous hour. But I called my friend, and she listened to what I had to say while she was trying to get her kid ready to go to school. And me sitting there, I'm beating myself up, going, why did you call her? She's got her own stuff she's got to deal with. But she offered up some good advice. Truthfully, there were a couple quotes that I'm pretty sure were from Sleepless in Seattle. But she offered up some good advice and, you know, said, you just need to do what you need to do, and eventually you'll get past this. And I said, okay. All right. I talked to her for maybe 20 minutes, half hour. She was generous enough with her time to uh, let me talk to her about my problems. And so I can't say I walked away from that conversation feeling good, feeling refreshed. I didn't sleep at all. And, uh, but it took a little bit of the steam out of the kettle because what happens if the steam builds up too high in the kettle, it explodes, you know, if it has nowhere to go. But the thing was, I, you know, I put everybody else's problems above mine. So like, what kind of, what kind of bullshit am I going through? There are people out there with way worse problems out there. There are people that are homeless. There are people that are have uh, substance uh, dependencies. There are people that are going hungry in other parts of the world. My problems aren't shit. And you know, it after you know after talking to my friend, I finally uh, you know 
started working my way back to the uh, land of the living because for a month or two after the breakup, I was uh, I was just like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want anything to do with you. And, uh, you know, just hiding. And it finally came out to the point where, okay, somebody's going to have, uh, somebody is going to be unlucky enough to answer their phone right now. So, uh, my friend who I talked to, you know who you are. Thank you so much for uh, picking up the phone that morning. Really sorry about that though. Well, I can't, you're not supposed to say you're sorry. Cause that was something that you really needed to, to do. And I didn't real, realize that until years later. Uh, I still going about my usual business, you know, I'll sit and talk to people and, uh, and you know, I listen to their problems and I help give them solutions. And, uh, you know, I keep my personal life to myself cause that's, uh, my life. That's me. And, uh, it all of a sudden one day I was in a relationship and, it uh, ended abruptly. It ended up, ended with a Facebook post that she was in a relationship with someone that wasn't me. And uh, that was the final straw that broke the camel's back uh, back for me. My uh, luckily, my family uh, uh, they could see that I something was wrong with me immediately. They're they're like, you are not yourself. There's something wrong, and I'm like. No, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And they, well, not so much my sister, but my, my parents uh, respected my, uh, that I didn't want to talk about it at first, but my sister kept, uh, hound, hounding me like a good sister would. And it's annoying, but a good sister would do that for you. And I, she finally got it out of me just cause I had to tell her something. So she would just leave me the fuck alone. And she finally got out of me. I told her that uh, uh, the girl I had been seeing had broke up with me. And she was like, oh, what happened? And I'm like, I really don't want to talk about this. Goes, Come on, tell me what happened. And I gave her an ultra bridged, slightly live version of what happened because I was still, I didn't want to talk about it. And I still was trying to process it. And I was trying to end the conversation quickly. Once again, it was because I didn't want to burden anybody with my problems. Everybody else has worse problems than I do. Everybody's gone through a breakup. And, you know, what makes mine so fucking special? And I didn't realize that it was uh, all this stuff, all this uh, weight that I had offered to carry for other people, including the weight that I'm carrying for myself, was... Uh, corrosive and it was really hurting me and uh, finally one day uh, I realized uh, that I was prone to violent mood swings I was you know I, you know, I would walk by something and just feel the need to punch it and you know what did that box have ever do to me nothing I just wanted to punch it and I couldn't walk by a wall without uh, throwing an elbow at it or, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. And, and I'm not really a violent person. And then all of a sudden one day I'm, uh, I go to work and I come home and I'm sitting quietly watching TV and 
then I go to bed, but then I realized I haven't slept in two days. And this is about to be the three, third day because I'm just sitting there staring at the ceiling. And, you know, and I there wasn't any true reason for it. I didn't, I stopped drinking caffeine at a decent hour. Uh, I wasn't having nicotine fit. It, I, I was just there, conscious. And finally, that morning I decided uh, there's something wrong. And because I, you know, I work, uh, I work on wind turbines, extremely dangerous job. If your mind's not all there, especially if you're extremely fatigued. And so I decided, okay, I haven't slept in three days. I'm too dangerous to go to work. It's time I saw a doctor. So, uh, I called up, uh, called in sick to work and, then uh, a couple hours later, I got uh, got myself out of the house. I had to really drag myself out of the house and go over to uh, see my doctor in an urgent care facility type of place. And as I'm sitting there, uh, I you know I told the nurse asked why are you here, and I told, I I haven't slept in three days, and I feel like I need there's something wrong. She said, okay, yeah, uh, go have a seat and we'll uh, get you in to see the doctor as soon as possible. And I'm sitting there still thinking to myself, what the hell's wrong with me? There's, you know, it's just a little sleep deprivation. Eventually I'll be able to get back to sleep. Why am I here? And then I see this kid, probably four or five years old, has a god-awful cough and uh for according to what his mother was talking about, he had a 104 degree temperature. And I'm thinking, dear God, that kid needs to see, needs medical attention immediately. And I started thinking he's got bigger problems than I do. I need to get out of here. And uh, I thought, well, as long as they get him in before me, everything's cool. Then the nurse comes out and calls my name. And I'm like, uh, I think you need to go talk to that kid first. But I kept my mouth shut, went into the room, and I sat there on top of the butcher paper that they put on that bed in the in the doctor's office. And eventually I moved over to a chair because the, the crackling noise from that butcher paper started really in, annoying the fuck out of me. And so I'm sitting in a regular chair, and the doctor comes in. He says, so, you're not able to sleep. And I said, listen, doc, you got a kid out there with 104 degree temperature and uh, you brought me in first just for a little sleep deprivation. He says, he says, stop, stop. What's been going on in your life? And I said, well, I'm working a lot. I'm doing this and yet. And he says, have you had any personal problems like uh, somebody passed away in your family? Uh, have you... Uh, uh, broken up out of a relationship recently. And I said, well, yeah, I, I, I've broken up out of a relationship. And he has, have you had violent mood swings? Have you, uh, not wanted to, uh, not wanted to leave your house? And I'm like, well, yeah, is don't you think you should go check on that kid? And he says, believe me, you are right where you need to be right now. So I, he had me take this test, gave me a whole bunch of, whole bunch of papers, yes or no, true or false. 
<coughs> questions. Uh, and uh, so he gave me a bunch of papers to fill out. And at the, at the bottom of the paper, it said tally up. Uh, it had instructions for the doctor to tally up the score. And I did it for him. I was just like, well, it's okay. Okay, that's a 13. Okay, that's a 21. And uh, the doctor came back and laughed when I saw when he when he saw that I had uh, done all the paperwork for him. And it came down to, he said, you are suffering from uh, anxiety and depression. And I said, what, me? And he's just like, yeah, it happens to everybody. I can tell you were suffering from anxiety because your leg uh, hasn't stopped jumping up and down since you walked into the uh, walked into the emergency room or the urgent care unit. And I said, well, I'm like that all the time. And he goes, okay, yeah, that's uh, we probably should have addressed this sooner. But you just all of a sudden realized uh, that something was wrong. So we need to start get you on a course to try to fix this. And I'm like, well, how do you, you can, you don't fix things like this. You know, just, you know, let me, uh, uh, just go do something. Uh, maybe buy myself a new guitar, uh, maybe, uh, uh, do, uh, uh, do something and, uh, I'll be all fine. He is, uh, 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 your problems are a lot deeper than that. So I had a conversation with the doctor about it, and he eventually suggested to me, you need to go see a psychologist. And I am one of those people that went, psychologist? Are you kidding? No, I it's a fucking psychologist. Just uh, to go in there and sit there and say, uh, say, interesting, interesting. What do you think? Good, good, let that out. What do you think? And I'd be sitting there going, you know what? I'm paying you a buttload of money an hour. I kind of want to know what you think. And, but it, it, it became uh, blindingly obvious to the doctor, not so much to me, but I was coming along with it just to say that, okay, yeah. And so I eventually talked myself into talking to a psychologist and uh, there were a lot of things that were bothering me. And she, when she talked about, uh, when she brought up, uh, the whole breakup situation and I, she says, who have you talked to about it? And I said, well, I talked to my sister a little bit about it. And she goes, what about your friends? What about your coworkers? And I said, God, no, I don't want to talk to them about my problems. And she goes, well, that's, part because uh, I did the same thing. Why the fuck would they want to hear my problems? They've got their own problems to deal with. Okay. And she basically laid it out to me and said, okay, the way you're thinking right now is bullshit. Your problems are more important than worrying about everybody else's problems right now. And, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. And, it took a little while for uh, for her to convince me to open up because, like I said, I didn't believe in psychology. I was still on the fence about it. Uh, but it, uh, it eventually got me to not necessarily call my friends, 
But if my friends would call me, uh, they would say, so what's going on in your life? And I would, instead of going, oh, you know, nothing special, just work. Uh, and if, uh, you know, and I, this time when one of my good friends calls, called me up, she's like, so what's been going on in your life? And I decided, okay, if she finds out about this story that I didn't tell her, she's going to be really pissed. And according to the psychologist, I really should talk to somebody. So this girl I trust. And so I'll talk to her first. And I sat there and I said, I had a really rough breakup and we sat and talked about it for quite a while. And she gave me her opinions and, uh, various suggestions on it. And, but the more important one was when I finally opened up to my parents about it. I said, uh, because they knew, uh, well, my friends really didn't know that, uh, that much about the relationship that I had just gotten out of because I, uh, I didn't talk. I don't talk to them as often as I used to. I live, I live in Texas. They live in Oregon. And they've got their own families and uh, stuff like that. So I just didn't get, into, get around to telling them about the relationship I was in. My parents did know, but then I wouldn't talk to them about the problems I was having post-relationship. And finally, I opened up to my, my parents and I said, look, this is what's going on in my life. And it upset my parents a little bit that, you know, they... He sat back and said, you know, we have a good relationship. I'd like to think that you would uh, uh, open up to us and tell us your problems when you're having problems. And uh, I, yeah, I'm, I have a pretty good relationship with my parents, but there's always something that you want to keep quiet and uh, going through a bad breakup and not wanting to show too much emotion or weakness about it. Uh yeah, uh, I mean, you don't want to share that sort of thing. And, I mean, how many times have you walked into the bar and started working your shift and you were in a bad mood because something happened in your life and uh, you didn't want to talk to your customers about it and the customers could see plain as day that you were having issues, but uh, you decided, I don't want to talk to you about it. Like like that one time I, I told you guys... Uh, uh, a girl broke up with me and this guy said, ah, I heard you two broke up. And I said, yeah. And you know, cause it was no secret or uh, everybody knew about around town, small town mentality. And he goes, do you want to talk about it? And I said, um, if I did want to talk about it, why the fuck would I want to talk about it with you? Cause I didn't know the guy that well, didn't particularly like the guy that well. So that got him to back off really quickly. And I don't think he ever talked to me ever since then, which was fine with me. He annoyed the piss out of me. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, uh, seeing a psychologist actually helped out get some stuff off my chest, stuff that had been festering for a really long time uh, in my head. And when stuff festers in your head for so long, it's corrosive. And it just makes you worse and worse and worse as time goes by. And uh, you don't want to do that to yourself because uh, it just leads 
down an even deeper, darker hole. And, but I'm not saying that therapy is for everybody. At least you should realize that your friends are there for you. That's what friends are, why friends were invented. And so you can sit and have a quiet conversation with somebody that can, that will listen to you, that will understand you. If you sit back and realize that you, your friends don't listen to you or want to hear your problems, they're not your friend. And, but, uh, I mean, I like the reason why that I'm still on the fence when it comes to the whole therapist type of thing. Um, this might, uh, this might sound like a joke, but it's actually true. I do honestly think it's funny. Uh, my therapy session was usually like her last therapy session in the day, like, um, at five o'clock. Uh, and she had been sitting talking to people all day. Uh, the room was warm. The sun was, uh, the sun was coming through the window because the windows pointed west. And all of a sudden, as I'm talking to her, I notice she can't keep her eyes open. She's falling asleep as I'm talking to her. And uh, eventually I stopped talking and then her eyes open wide up, uh, open wide. And I looked at her one day and I said, are you okay? And she goes, oh yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Please keep going. And the third time... I saw that happen because uh, truthfully up until that point, she had offered uh, had given me an opportunity to get some stuff on my chest, offered me a little bit of advice here and there uh, to relax. And, uh, but when I started uh, the third time I saw her fall, uh, fall asleep right in front of me, I was just like, you know what, doc, I think we're done here. And she's, well, she wasn't a doctor. She, uh, I don't think, I don't think, I think we're done here. If I need help ever again, I'll give you a call. And she said, okay, yeah, that's good. And uh, I walked away from that laughing my ass off because because that potentially had opportunity to completely kill my self-esteem. You know, for a guy that's uh, uh, suffering from a breakup and has anxiety problems, and social problems, a person that's I'm paying to listen to me is falling asleep as I'm talking to him. I mean, uh, was it like the end credits, Iron Man three, Bruce Banner uh, completely fell asleep as uh, Tony Stark is uh, telling his problems to. But Bruce Banner's excuse is I'm not that kind of doctor, which it it was a great post credit scene. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch Iron Man three. But if you're not the person that's type of person that's comfortable without going with going to get uh, therapy or get psychoanalyzed or of uh, any of that sort of thing, you've got friends. But sometimes, uh, for some cases, a friend uh, either can't be there for you or can't give you the help you absolutely need. So go see a doctor. Uh, if you're having problems, if you, if you're happy and uh, happy with your life, I envy you right now. Uh, it, because there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. And I honestly don't blame the world right now for being everybody being, having anxiety, sleep deprivation, anger issues, because there's a lot of crap going on. And, you know, uh, there's, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for 2021 or, you know, the future that eventually, you know, everybody will be 
semi-happy. I mean, nothing. It, it, is, it, is it ever going to be a utopia out there? I don't know. Maybe not in my lifetime. But, uh, you know, there are things you can do to uh, help battle that sort of thing. And the key is you have to find what it is that will help you battle it. And I'm not saying as a bartender, you stop listening to somebody's problems. Somebody comes in and says, yeah, I had a bad day at work. Or, uh, I think, uh, I think my husband's cheating on me. Don't say, no, no, I don't want to hear it. Don't do that. No, because they, the, your customer thinks of you as a friend that they can get some of that weight off, but you got to remember to look at yourself every now and then that, uh, because you to you is the most important thing. Everybody else's problems. That's everybody else's problems. You can choose to help them if you want, but you got to keep an eye on your own problems. Okay, people. Sorry about that long rant, but it is time for the bartender to take his break. Go out and have a smoke, take a uh, breath of fresh air. Boy, that sounds, uh, kind of oxymoronic anyway but uh it's time for me to go sit down for a little bit so until then it is time for tonight's musical guest this week's musical guest i am featuring they are from greenville south carolina here is little leslie and the bloodshots with their song rolling out
from Greensboro, South Carolina. That was Little Leslie and the Bloodshots. If you want to find out more about them, they got their own website, thebloodshots.com. They're on Reverb Nation, and they are on Facebook. Uh, they're just a three-piece rockabilly band in New uh, Well, they say in New York City, but they say they're from Greensville, South Carolina. Oh, uh, anyway. But uh, to me, they're completely awesome. I found their music on uh, bandcamp.com. And, uh, you know, they got tons more music on bandcamp.com. Go check them out. And by the way, if you're a band out there that wants a little bit of exposure, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to play some uh, some of your music out there, and it's just a lot of fun for me to uh, get to be able to listen to some of this independent music that doesn't get any of the airplay that it truly needs because uh, the music industry sucks now. But I'm cool, so. I mean, all they do is promote, like, four artists out there. Uh, yeah, anyway get off the soapbox for that one so uh anyway to wrap up here people just bottom line is sure you uh might sit back and think you don't have problems uh but at the very least when you do have a problem when you do realize there's something going on in your life that is affecting uh your relationships your job uh everything go get some help go talk to a friend because everybody's got to have at least one friend that will talk to them about anything. Uh, and, you know, try to get yourself sorted out because, uh, yes, sometimes to get past a problem, going out and buying something, little shop therapy, sure, it works for a little while. Um, or uh, sometimes, you know, like one of the things that I do to uh, alleviate stress and uh uh you know get rid burn off some energy is i take a martial arts class and uh it's it helps out a little bit but sometimes you just got to get that shit off your chest you got to say it out loud in order for it to be uh therapeutic and finding a friend that'll listen to you or going as far as going to see a therapist i'm not uh i'm not saying uh, you, everybody should, but it does help. It helped me a little bit get past that, uh, that wall that I just kept punching at and just never could get through. I'm not saying I'm all the way through, uh, the wall just yet, but there is a light on the other side of that wall right now. Why am I getting so like hallmarky all of a sudden? I don't know, but anyway, that's it's this is a subject that I've been sitting on for a really long time and I'm probably up until the point where I actually post this podcast I'm going to probably sit back and debate on uh deleting it because this got really down really personal but it's also something really important that some of you bartenders and servers just don't realize I mean I didn't and uh seeing a therapist that's not a bad thing uh and so, cause sometimes you just need a little bit extra help just to get past that, uh, get past that point. And, uh, you know, depending on how well this podcast does, I don't know, uh, if, if it's going to, going to stay up, but I'm going to do my best and uh, leave it up there because it was helpful for me to get this out, uh, and record this, put this on the podcast. And somehow I hope it helps any of you that listen to this show.
So anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Time for me to get out of here. Uh, I want to thank Lil Leslie and the Bloodshots for letting me use their single rolling out from their album On Fire. Remember to go check them out on bandcamp.com. Check out their website, thebloodshots.com, or go hunt them down on Facebook. They got a lot of great music out there. Thank you to the Weekend Mixologist for posting on Instagram the Snozberry. Uh, just uh, it, uh, the reason uh, it sounds like a pretty good drink, but mostly I wanted to uh, tell everybody about a drink called Snozberry. That's uh, just fun for me. And also, I want to thank the guy that uh, uh, sent me a text message saying that he uh, just met he just met me the other uh, the other day while dropping off my food. Uh, and wanted to know if I wanted to hook up. You gave me something really funny to talk about at the beginning of the podcast. I greatly appreciate that. Remember, people, if you want to follow Hey Bartender Podcast, I am on Facebook and Instagram. Both you can follow me there uh, at Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, I'm also on TikTok. Uh, I usually just post when I uh, have a new episode coming out. Every once in a while, every very seldom once in a while, I'll do something, but uh, some, something else on TikTok. But you won't see me doing any of the dances or anything like that. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Sorry. Uh, if you want to email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com is the email address. Uh, I, if you want to be on the show, if you want to, uh, your music to be heard on uh, Hey Bartender Podcast, by all means, give me a, uh, give me, drop me a line, give me a call, whatever. And I, cause I would love to have more guests on this show and I love having music on this show because music and, uh, restaurant scene go hand in hand. I mean, you ever been in a restaurant that didn't have music playing in the background? It's weird feeling, isn't it? Remember to go check out heybartenderpodcast.com for some Hey Bartender Podcast swag. Uh, buy a t-shirt, buy uh, a sticker, whatever. Uh, everything that you buy on there would really help out the show a lot because I really want to build this up to something uh, bigger. And uh, because I love doing this, and it's just a lot of fun for me. And uh, I'd like to be able to afford to go out, meet people, and uh, talk to them face-to-face and have them on the show. That uh, it would just, you know, it's kind of Guy Fieri type of thing, but, uh, you know, it's nothing original, but it would be so much fun to do if I could afford it. Also, if you just want to uh, donate a little bit to the show, uh, I will give you a huge shout-out and uh, or, you know, do whatever I can do to show my appreciation on the show. Uh, I do have a Venmo account. Uh, the account name is at hey-bartender-podcast. So uh, if you do feel like helping out, I'm not saying you should, but uh, if you do feel like helping out the show, it would be great, greatly appreciated. Give me a tip. I mean, I'm here for you guys. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. I usually post a new episode every Wednesday. That's the quick shot episode. And then every Saturday, that's the Big Rock Show episode. So until next episode, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last go? I just got here!